Good morning, everyone. Um, sharing from today's um, DT text from Galatians 4. Wanted to start off with verse 1. It reads, I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. So when a son is a minor or too young to receive his inheritance, he might as well be a slave under guardians and managers. And so Paul is analogizing this life situation with the situation that the Israelites um, were in. Uh, before the appointed time, Israelites were enslaved to the elementary principles. They were slaves and not sons, uh, not owners of everything. And then in verse 4, it says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And just like heirs who at the appointed time um, has his status completely changed, so Paul is saying when the fullness of time had come, the Israelites' whole status changed. They moved from a slave to being a son through Jesus who redeemed them. This status change was done not through the works of any man, but through God choosing to send forth his son. And we've all um, undergone that status change from slaves to son through Jesus' redemptive work on the cross. So uh, though this incredible work has happened, this next section, a section um, verses 8 through 10, then goes on to express Paul's anguish because these um, very same people whose status was completely changed freely through Jesus' redemptive work on the cross now are returning back to the worthless elementary principles of the world. And so you can imagine the bewilderment of Paul as the Galatians make this sort of exchange. So what are the elementary principles of the world that Paul is referring to here? Um, This phrase appears in verse 3 and then in verse 9. And this expression refers to the elementary principles that Galatians previously followed. So for the Jews, that would mean the Mosaic law. And then for the Gentiles, it would mean their pagan religions. I was struck by Paul likening the Jews returning to following the law to the Gentiles returning to their pagan religion practices. The manifestation of living under the law in my daily life are practices that should not be tolerated in my life, just like pagan religion practices shouldn't be. Um, Verse 12, uh, Brothers, I entreat you, become as I am, for I uh, also have become as you are. And so Paul's saying, uh, essentially, to follow me, imitate me, as I follow after Christ. And remember, Paul used to be as as the Galatians were, who sought after personal piety as a way to relate to God, that only resulted in pride and the persecution of Christians, uh, which is what Paul was doing. And as Paul encountered Jesus, as he encountered the gospel, that transformed him. So he's telling the Galatians, don't go down that path once again. Instead, as I have been following after Jesus, follow in my example. And on our part, I think we might feel a bit sheepish these days to say, become as I am. Perhaps it's because we're hesitant to put ourselves out there, knowing that we still have sins and character flaws, or uh, we know that the suffering that is entailed in following Christ might be hard, or we're not wanting to do the hard work of teaching people to obey, Matthew 28. Or we want to give ourselves some wiggle room to not have to keep pushing ourselves uh, to follow Jesus knowing that others are going to follow our example. And so whatever the reason, this is the challenge as maturing Christians, that we would be proper 
a Christ-like model uh, for others. Also in today's day and age, uh, what makes this hard, uh, makes this particular hard is how there might be Christians who do not acknowledge the reality of there being different spiritual maturity levels or uh, treating everyone's opinion on spiritual matters as of equal weight. Because for some reason, it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, but because I'm a Christian, I can have much to say about Christian life. Yet much of life doesn't work out that way. Let's say a senior programmer of a tech company who has gone through so many issues and uh, code releases, and this young new hire starts to question, why, why do we do things this way or that way? And at some point, I think that would start to get annoying. At least, shouldn't this person just listen and learn how things work for a little while? And I think that would make sense. While there may be things that a younger Christian can testify about, because this passage here isn't about remaining entirely silent. I think we also ought to acknowledge that those who have faithfully followed Jesus longer do have something more to say. And it would be to our benefit to humble ourselves and try to learn from them. If there's one thing older Christians have over others, it's perseverance through many more years than us. We can't say we know how to walk with Jesus for 60 years until we get there one day. So Paul's statement to be as he was is an invitation to not take the long way, uh, so to speak, in following Jesus. In their naivete, the Galatians were now starting to move past Paul and the gospel to follow the next thing. And it'd be so foolish for them to do that. So instead, learn from those who are older and spiritually wiser so that we can follow Jesus that much better. And then finally, verses 15 to 16. Uh, Previously, the Galatians were willing to even gouge out their eyes uh, because of Paul's ministry. And to that degree, they were at one point impacted that much by the gospel. And now in verse 16, they're treating Paul uh, like he was an enemy. But Paul hasn't been the one who has changed. It's them. And so one thing to note is that as we speak about the truth and the gospel, there are going to be times where the same gospel that we have been preaching and that has been received by others would no longer be received by them with favor. And in response to our preaching and evangelism, we can be faced with those who now treat us like enemies, even by us still continuing to tell the truth. And Paul faced that. And so this is a chance to acknowledge how this can happen and it might sway us when it does. It might cause us to make our message more palatable to the listener. And so don't do that. Of course, we need to speak the truth in love and with discernment of the appropriate timing of the things that we say, but our message should not be changed. And likewise, how are we making it more difficult for people to speak the truth in love with us? Perhaps out of defensiveness, pride, unwillingness to listen, that others have to hold back the truth that we need to hear. So I think in that way, it works both ways.